Good evening, Lillian. This is Irene Watson. I'm the Managing Editor of Reader Views. And I'm Victor Volkman from Loving Healing Press. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Authors Access, where authors get published and published authors get successful. We're speaking to you live today from Ann Arbor, Michigan and Austin, Texas, over the InternetVoicesRadio.com network. You can hear us every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on this station. Today's topic is self-financing your publications, and our special guest who will be joining us this hour is Carolina Linares of UseCashToBuyIt.com. You can learn more about our guest on the Authors Access website, which is AuthorsAccess.com. If you would like to participate in today's show, you can instant message us at info at AuthorsAccess.com with your questions or comments, and we'll read them over the air. Before we get started this evening, I would like to remind all our listeners that Reader Views and Loving Healing Press are sponsoring a short story writing contest. Send us your true story of a transformational event in your life, and it could appear in our upcoming anthology of stories. For more details, go to www.lovinghealing.com and click on Writing Contest. Now, Ms. Linares' book is all about how she took the proper steps to break free from overusing and abusing credit cards in her life. After taking close to five years to pay off her outrageous credit card debts, it dawned on her that she could really help other people in the same predicament. We'll retrace the path she took to produce this remarkable book. Along the way, we'll see how you can put her hard-won lessons to use in your own writing and publishing ventures. Specifically, she'll be touching on topics such as budgeting, developing your own talents, sticking to the plan, maintaining a debt-free attitude, and plowing the profits back into the book. And now we're going to go to this week's special guest, Carolina Linares. Hello, Carolina. Oh, hello, Victor. Um, first and foremost, I'm very honored and delighted to be here online with you and Irene, and um, I'm very thankful for the opportunity to be able to share with all the listeners this evening. Um, you know, the main thing that I do want to touch upon is planning that budget to publish. You know, that's, that's a really important thing. Um, you know, as you mentioned before, I did struggle for many years being in major credit card debt, and I realized that there's, there's so many people, millions of people, especially in the United States, who are suffering from the same problem. And, um, you know, so I started typing away for about a year with what I knew was going to be the best get-out-of-debt book out there. And being a writer, I was already knowledgeable about doing research, research, and more research. I utilized the same concept of researching my topic to research all the various options available to make my dream of publishing, Use Cash to Buy It, a reality. It had to fit within a budget of saved-up cash and nothing more, because after all, you know, here I was um, plugging away at how people could get out of debt and stay out of debt, um, the last thing I wanted to do was get into more debt by publishing my own book. Um, I didn't want to look like a hypocrite. <laughs> um, so that's where the whole dream started for me with that, with the whole concept of writing this book. Great. Uh, Carolina, how much does it take to publish your own book? Give us some you know, uh, ballpark figures for a couple different ways it, it might happen. Well, I mean, I had a lot of different choices to start with, and I was looking at anywhere from ranging from just about $200 to $10,000 of 
investing in myself in publishing my book. So, you know, I didn't want to go the road that was the lowest cost, but I also didn't want to, um, you know, jack up this big, huge debt once again in my life because um, I knew that that was a problem spot in, for me. Um, from the start, I made a list of everything I was capable and knowledgeable of doing myself, and I, I decided that expending my own time and talents and I, you know, therefore not paying out a sum of money for those efforts would give me a lot of, you know, success and, you know, headway to start. Yeah, that sounds like a great plan. So, so you actually went and learned about, uh, do you go as far as typesetting and, uh, oh, yes. and artwork um, and everything? Yeah, I, I learned about typesetting. I learned about um, converting all of my own files into PDF format, which is what most printers out there are going to need for the book to be formatted in. Um, by trade, I'm a graphic artist, so I had a, a good advantage there, um, being able to design all my own um, page layouts and all the artwork that would go along with it. And I saved an unbelievable amount of money doing that. Um, as far as you know, other people, you know, if they don't have a talent that's based in that, um, you know, in graphic arts, they can always do a lot of really good shopping around for some great graphic artists out there that would be able to help them with um, page layout, book production, cover design, and everything. You know, and it's really worth it. It's worthwhile to do a lot of shopping around to find the best price for what you want to do. Great. Uh, well, let me ask you one question about print-on-demand versus offset printing. Do you, what do you think about the idea of, you know, just getting enough money to get started with print-on-demand, or should you hold back and, and go for that big offset printing run? Um, when I first started, I decided to do the um, offset printing run. And at that point in time, I thought that the quality would be a whole lot better. Um, but at, as time goes on, I think that there's more of a um, – updated technology with print-on-demand, and I believe right now that it's actually a very good um, economical way for somebody to start out if they want to publish their book and just get it out there and start doing all the footwork themselves with all the marketing they're going to need to do. It's actually a very great place to start. In fact, I'm actually looking into possibly doing a print-on-demand um, third edition of my book in 2007, an updated and revised, you know, version of it. Yeah, that is a great advantage of print-on-demand is, uh, well, in my case, I tend to make a lot of mistakes. So I may go through a couple, uh, two revisions in the first six months, and then uh, I finally get it right. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Maybe that's, you're a better perfectionist than I am. That's what, that, well, that's what happened to me, essentially. Um, you know, I started off with this, and I made a lot of mistakes. Um, within the first year, and as we all know, you know, we all learn from our mistakes. We also learn from um, other people's mistakes, and that's a good good thing to do, too, to learn a lot from other people. Um, you know, one of the things that I was really scared about that was my biggest challenge was I had no idea um, at, the, at that point in time all that was involved with setting up a website, and I priced out so many different web designers um, here in my local area, and at you know I, at first I was like I'm not going to be able to afford this, 
this is this is outrageous. Um, but with my graphic arts background and taking the time and effort to learn on a daily basis what was available to me with web hosting programs through different um, you know companies that are out there, I was able to figure out a way to make my web hosting very reasonable and use a very user-friendly program to build my own website and just basically pay the web hosting fees every month. Um, and it worked out very well for me financially, you know, with the upkeep of my own website and doing that on my own time. I have to agree with you, uh, Carolina, that uh, definitely there are a lot of free uh, or no, no cost at all web hosting or pardon me, programs that come with the web hosting. And if the authors just check that out, and you can actually find quite a number of uh, really low-budget web hosting companies, oh, yeah. too. So one thing I want to ask you, I, I noticed as a review service that we do have a lot of authors that come in as self-published authors. They do a print-on-demand. They maybe get 40 or 50 or 100 books, and if that's, that's maybe a maybe. And all of a sudden, they're just totally out of money. They've sold a few books. It doesn't cover what they've originally spent, and they just have no money to buy any more books to even send them out for review. What do you, what pointers do you have for these people? How can they overcome that? Well, um, another way that I, I was able to get around being able to send books out for reviews is I actually turned, uh, I made a second edition version of my book in an e-book, and I have that um, listed on a, a very reputable website, an e-book sales um, company on the West Coast. And what I've been able to do with that, because it's an ebook, it's very easy to send it out um, without very major expense on just a CD. Because it's an ebook, but it's exactly almost you know the same as my printed paperback version. The ebook will get the same kind of review that the paperback will, but it you know it saves me the cost of having to send that paperback out all over the place. A lot of uh, review services will not do e-books or will not take an e-book. I find that a lot of my own reviewers work on computers all day, and the last thing they want to do is read an e-book. They would rather read a hard copy. But you certainly that's certainly one point. The other point I want to um, have you cover is publicity. How can an author that's on an extremely tight budget get publicity? Well, in my case, um, what I've done is I've, very, I've really started out very slowly. Um, I, really, I started with printed advers advertisements such as cards, flyers, posters, and brochures. Um, I knew that these were going to be greatly needed, so I compared various printers in my local area for the figures of these items, and I added them into my budget. And um, I picked and choose, you know, I, I carefully picked and choose what I was going to essentially go with, and I chose with um, flyers and posters and brochures, and I did the legwork with going to as many colleges and universities in our area, because that was my target market, because I knew that college students were very prone to getting into credit card debt, and I just went around and I handed out posters and flyers, you know, posted them up everywhere I could. Um, you know, that was the, the footwork that I started with. 
I contacted many of the local newspapers in my area and got to know some reporters and editors um, and got some interviews in some of the local newspapers here. That gave me some publicity that uh, was, was free. It was all free, um, which was very nice. Um, I constantly uh, write articles about my topic and submit it to every place that has articles you know, even you know, even um, magazines in our local area, on all over the web, the World Wide Web, I post them everywhere. Um, Your book is um, sort of a how-to nonfiction. What advice would you have for somebody that is an author of a fiction mystery, not, for instance, and how would they be able to do publicity on a low or no budget? Um, to be honest with you, I. I really don't have any uh, expertise in that at this point, um, you know, with uh, fiction or mystery. You know, I've always, my area has always been writing about nonfiction and how to, you know, to help people because I'm, I'm more geared toward that. Um, so I'm really not too sure, you know, the, of the genre of, of fiction and mystery and, you know, and that sort of thing. So, Carolina, the... Um First of all, I guess what you're saying then is to prepare a budget. Is that correct? Am I am I correct in assuming that? Oh yeah, I think okay. um, any business, no matter what it is, is is that that's what you really have to look at publishing a book at. No matter what the genre is, as we were just talking about, is you have to look at it as a business. And before any successful business can get off the ground, you have to have a a projected budget of, of what you're going to need to spend up front to get that started. Um, you know, an expense budget is, is so important. It's, it's like the groundwork of, of setting up that, you know, the dream that you want to accomplish with budget, you know, with um, publishing your book. And um, the projection of what my outgoing expenses were going to look like within the first year were so important right before I even spent a dime. And I had it put together on a spreadsheet. Um, it was very easy for me to learn how to do that all on my own. It's back to, you know, going to everything that I could, um, you know, spend my own talent and time learning how to do to stay within that budget. Um, and then sticking to that ex expense budget at times was a little bit rough, but all too, you know, all too often it could have been easy to come up with an excuse to override a certain portion of it simply because of a justification of unexpected incidentals, but sticking with the boundaries of that budget was a must. And the reason why I say that is I was taking a chance on myself, and even though I felt like my book was going to be the best and it was going to sell, 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 I, I believed it was a wiser decision not to let it become a debt burden in my life. You know, all authors that I've been in contact with generally have the same attitude about their books and all believe that their book is the best, even though they won't admit that sometimes. But believing your book is the best is not a good reason to get into debt. I, I think waiting to get the proof that it's the best by the sales that are generated can do one of two things. You know, by staying out of debt while publishing your book, you know, if the sales aren't that great, it won't be such a loss, and nothing more is owed to anybody. And if the sales are terrific, then you still don't owe payments to anybody, 
but you have the use of pure profits to reinvest into future items or services to add to your budget for more publicity, um, being able to um, market the book further, and just um, go on to making maybe a revision of the book and selling more copies that way and expanding from there. And that was my whole um, plan was to slowly, a little bit at a time, be able to expand with my dream of um, letting people know my message of staying out of debt. Okay. You're listening to Authors Access, where authors get published and published authors get successful. If you're just tuning in and may have missed the first part of the show, be sure to visit our website, authorsaccess.com, where you can find podcasts of all of our shows. If you have a brief question, please email us to info at authorsaccess.com, and we'll put your question on the air. Authors Access is a joint production of Reader Views Incorporated and Loving Healing Press. And now we're going back to uh, Carolina from uh, usecashtobuyit.com. And I have a question for Carolina. Um, in terms of the budget, what should I expect to do for pre-publication publicity? You know, there's always the question, should I put this book out for pre-publication reviews, which is really a special print run of limited quantity, yes? Um, uh, yeah, I believe that that's really important. And um, unfortunately, I made the mistake of not doing that. And it's, um, it's been really kind of a hard road for me to um, get the word out now that, you know, that uh, I have this book available and it's out there to help people with their debt problems. Um, it's definitely a mistake that's worth learning from um, that I have made that, you know, that I didn't do, um, getting pre-publication reviews and, um, you know, just letting the media know up front that this book is going to be published. Um, I believe that that's a really important thing, and it's a step that I'm going to be taking in the future when, uh, when I'm ready to um, come out with the, uh, thir the third edition. Carolina, you had uh, mentioned about utilizing profits for further marketing the book. There's sometimes this catch-22 in there because it's, you know, if, if you sell a lot of books, then there is a profit. If you don't sell a lot of books, there isn't enough profit, and then you really need to do some more publicity to get the people to know there is no money coming in, but yet you know that that's something that you have to do is, is publicize and let people know, and yet there's, there are no funds coming in. What do you suggest to the writers? How do they handle this? Well, I suggest that, again, it's really worth it to do a lot of research on what's going to be the um, best outcome that if you do invest a certain amount of money into advertisement and publicity that um, you will be getting something out of it in return. Um, you know, there's a lot of, you have to be very careful uh, these days. There's a lot of ploys out there where, you know, you can pay a lot of money for advertisement that just will not be effective. So, it's really a good idea to do a lot of research and pick and choose the best value for an advertisement that you're willing to pay for um, that's going to give you the most bang for your buck. You know, if you're really wanting to just um, uh, reach your local area um, and start, start small with some small newspapers and magazines, um, you know, that might be a good place to start. If you want to go a little bit further and look into 
radio advertisements. You know, there's all different forms of media and advertisement out there to compare different prices on. Um, if somebody is willing to do that to start as an investment in their own talent and their publishing efforts, then by all means, I, I suggest to go ahead and do it. Um, but to make sure that it's not something that will come out as a loss, you know, maybe just do a little bit at a time, especially when you're starting out and you don't have that much to start with. So another question I have here that um, what, uh, how much do you feel should go into advertising as versus into saving up money for your next book project? I think that if you, um, I think you could probably split it into like a 50-50. You know, you always, you know, my whole message is to all, for people is to always save, save, save. And, of course, you know, I learned that from a lot of hard lessons in my own personal life. Um, it's always a good idea to save for the rainy day, which is something that most people don't do anymore nowadays. Um, but when you're doing that, there's also a point where you have to look at what kind of benefits am I going to get into my life now by spending some of it. And you have to kind of weigh out what your own priorities are within your publishing efforts, your personal life, your family life. Um, you know, some authors still hold uh, regular jobs just to get by while they're pursuing the dream of publishing. And that's what I did. Um, you know, and it got to the point where I was able to, after a couple of years, I was able to actually quit that day job and uh, now just uh, be my own boss and work on my publishing and my writing. And it's been very, uh, you know, very promising for me. That certainly is a dream of the majority of the authors, I would think. You had mentioned earlier in that investment. It's an investment in yourself. And I think that that's something really important that all of us as authors really have to look at and say, okay, I'm really investing in myself. But then once you invest in yourself, there are other steps that you have to take to create the income, to create the sales of the book, to create the publicity, to let people know that you actually have this book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, have to, you have to get out there. You have to sell yourself. Um, it's not just the book and the cover of the book, uh, what the book is about, but it's you. And um, you have to be available um, and know what's going on in your community, in your town, in your state, and possibly even venture farther than that, you know, going out of state and even like to different parts of the country to be able to spread the message of um, who you are, you know, what you wrote about, and um, to really gain an interest in people being able to, you know, people wanting to, to buy that book. Now, you know, I get, like today I was on a particular chat site um, or an online group, and a person asked me if I was willing to give out advice on how to stay out of debt for free without them buying the book. And I said, well, you know, of course I'm, I'm willing to tell you or answer any question that you might have, but, you know, it's also important for me to let the people know out there that my book is for sale, and if it's important for them to get out of debt, then the little bit of, amount, the little bit of money that the book costs is really like buying a couple fast food meals this week. 
which they don't need. So <laughs> it's it's better to need my book. So I have to have a way to, um, you know, market myself and be up front with people and just be myself and let them know what my message is. And that's a really important thing for every author to know is to be be genuine and be yourself and, you know, just uh, try to be a people person. And it takes a little bit of practice to do that also. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that point, Carolina. It's, it's people want to see, you know, the real you. That's why they would show up for, a, you know, an author's speech or something like that because they want to, you know, see who is this person. Um, in terms of developing uh, your talents to complete the book project, do you have specific recommendations in terms of uh, uh, books or websites that would provide, you know, uh, online training or specific community college-type classes that people should be looking for in their own area? Oh, well, I mean, there's all, all kinds of avenues with um, places that, would, you know, would help. It's really good to um, join some local authors groups and really get in tight with some other authors that, you know, in your area. I always believe that it's, you know, you learn a lot in numbers. Um, and if you can utilize the help of somebody who is willing to show you how they did something, you know, that, that is like worth a million. And um, my, I myself, you know, am always willing to help another author out with something that I did in a certain way or something that I've come across where it's, it's like a great site to list your book or it's a, you know, it's a, a new service that, you know, would be a great place to list the book at a fairly low cost. So I'm always willing to share anything that I come across during the day with many of the groups that I belong to. Um, I have a couple here that I belong to, um, you know, that get together once in a while here in Baltimore, and then there's a, many of them on the Internet. It just takes a lot of searching, and you have to stick to it every day with um, getting the publicity out there about who you are and um, all the different uh, avenues that you've found, and then people are also then willing to share with you what has worked for them really well. It's all a big learning experience, that's for sure. It sure is learning experience, and um, we sometimes do not know what we're going to be learning until we're right deep into it. Carolina, there are a number of authors that I know that are just living from paycheck to paycheck, like you had mentioned earlier. They do have a daytime job. They have written a book. They actually had scraped enough money to have it published. They have a few books they've printed, and they've created a budget in hopes that they will be able to sell some books. But, you know, it just isn't happening because they're attempting to stick to the budget. They have no extra money. So now what? What do they do? Where do they get? Where do they go next? Well, if it's... um I would think that at that point it might be a good idea for them to um, maybe contact like some agents in the you know um, or promotional agents in the area to see if they could get further advertisement with maybe somebody else investing into them um, you know or or they could buy my book and find out how <laughs> how I did it to uh, get out of debt and start saving. A lot of money, even with my regular, you know, daily um, expenses of, you know, just living expenses and um, 
working that regular day job and getting to the point where I was able to, you know, stop working that job. It's, uh, it was a very big challenge in my life, and uh, it wasn't easy to get there. You know, it's, it's something that takes a whole lot of dedication and time. And yes, I, it does, and uh, I just really commend you in being able to do that. What um, my concern would be is, being that this book is published, copyrighted, and so they buy your book, they find out that they, they can get back into the swing of things by following your steps. However, it is going to take a year or two before they can really get themselves out of debt and into some savings. However, by that time, the book is old. It is now a two-year-old book. And they have the money for publicity, but they also have an old book. What suggestions do you have? Well, there's also, uh, you know, being able to, to do a revision, um, make some revisions with it, and uh, republish it as a new edition. Um, and that works real well with nonfiction or self-help and how-to books. Um, I'm not sure how well that works with fiction, um, but there are many fiction books that have been reprinted and um, revised before. So, you know, that would probably be the best way to do it if there's a book, you know, especially if they didn't invest a whole lot to begin with and they went with uh, like a POD um, printing instead of doing, you know, a standard offset printing, you know, printing way. So basically what I'm hearing, Carolina, in all this is don't publish your book until you really have your budget in place, you have the money in place, everything is in order, and you have the funds to do the publicity, you have the funds to do the publishing, you have the funds to do this extra little bit of push on your book to pe for people to find out that you do have the book before the author actually publishes the book and has it in hand. Oh, yeah. I mm -hmm. definitely suggest that. And, um, you know, there's you have to weigh out the same thing that I said with um, saving money and spending money. You really have to get a realistic view of weighing out how much you're willing to do now as opposed to, uh, and still maintain a comfortable life and how much of a chance you're willing to take on yourself. Um, it is, it is a really great thing for people to step out and take chances on themselves and invest in themselves, as I've been saying, because, you know, we all have our dreams and our goals in life, and I believe it's important to go for that, but at the same time to keep a realistic view of where your boundaries are with how much money you're willing to spend up front to do all the pre-publication exposure, the publicity and everything that you need to do with really taking the time and the effort to get out there and let people know who you are and what your book is about. Great. Um, Carolina, I was just thinking uh, along, thinking outside the box, did you come across any opportunities for using barter to finance your book or other creative non-cash ways to, to get leverage or traction? Um, no, I, I actually, um, I think I tried that for a couple of the, things that I wanted to do, um, especially with maybe like the web hosting as far as um, trying to, to exchange um, some graphic artwork, you know, talent with me as, and then, you know, helping me out with doing the website design. But as it 
you know, as it is, that there's a lot of people out there today who really, they want to make their money as well as I do as an author. Um, so it was, it was kind of difficult to do bartering and trading for certain things. Um, I've even tried to do that with um, some of my advertisement goals where I would be willing to do some graphic arts for um, certain authors for uh, them to help me with, um, you know, advertising my book at different shows in different states. Um, a couple of those worked out, but um, some of them didn't. So it's, you know, that was just a, another thing that I was just taking chances with. And like I said, you know, some of it worked and some of it didn't. Well, uh, Carolina, I, um, you know, this has been great. As I've been listening to all the things that you've been saying, I really got out of it that the author really needs to look at themselves and decide how much of an investment they need to make in themselves. The other thing is to create a budget before they do anything else. You know, they may have written the book, and many times we think that that's the hard part, but really writing the book is the easiest part because there's so much more that comes with it. And so what I really got from you today was plan a, bu plan a budget and stick to it and also to really invest in yourself. I really thank you, Carolina. This has been great. And, you know, just also your book, Use Cash to Buy It. It's the same as Use Cash to Publish It. Again, tell us what your website address is. Um, it's www.usecashtobuyit.com. All right, and you do have a website that has all kinds of information. Of course, if anybody wants to buy your book, they can order it directly from you uh, through your website. Um, and, uh, yes, and I also have um, a couple other uh, services that I utilize. Um, one of them is authorsbookshop.com, mm -hmm. and uh, they are an independent um, author and bookseller based right here in Baltimore. Um, and if, if somebody wants to look into that, there's a very many wonderful books by independent authors listed on that site. And they have a really great program for um, anybody who would be interested in um, having another avenue to sell their book. Do you also do consulting, Carolina, individual clients? If an author wants to talk to you personally and have a consultation, would you be able to do that? Oh, yes. I, I could definitely do that. Um, and help out in any way that, you know, if anybody has any questions for me about publishing, about graphic artwork, about um, setting up page layouts, you know, anything that mm -hmm. I have taken the time to learn in my adventure with publishing, I'd be more than happy to people know about, you know, what I went through and what I've learned from. Great. And there again, it's on usecashtobuyit.com, and they can get a hold of you through that uh, website. Yes. Okay, you've been listening to another edition of Authors Access Live, where authors get published and published authors get successful. We're here live on the internetvoicesradio.com network every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Next week's topic is legal issues of self-publishing, and our special guest who will be joining us is Mark Levine of clickindustries.com. You can learn more about tonight's guest on the Authors Access website, which is authorsaccess.com. To hear a podcast of today's show or to listen to podcasts of previous shows, please visit authorsaccess.com.
Authors Access is a joint production of Reader Views Incorporated and Loving Healing Press. And for Reader Views, this is Irene Watson of Austin, Texas, signing off. For Loving Healing Press, this is Victor Volkman in Ann Arbor, Michigan, wishing all of you a good evening. Thank you very much for listening to Passionate Internet Voices Talk Radio, a league of nations amongst other Internet radio stations, Voices of the People, United We Roar. You have just heard Victor Volkman and Irene Watson in Author Access. If you want to listen to it all over again and this time take notes, please go to http://internetvoicesradio.com. Our next schedule.